Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Friday to you. Happy MJ Day. If you didn't know what it, that it was, yes, it's Michael Jordan Day because as ESPN's put it, it's 2-3-23. How you like them apples? Any chance I get to celebrate Michael Jordan, I like to do that. And I rolled my eyes as Kendrick Perkins today to celebrate Michael Jordan Day said that LeBron's the GOAT. Man, get up out of here. We're not doing that today. I'll tell you what we will be doing is breaking down this little scuffle. A fisticuffs? Would you call it that? No blows were thrown, but Dylan Brooks and Donovan Mitchell were both ejected out of that 128-113 Grizzlies loss to the Cavs last night. Dirty play by a dirty player? Oh, no. We'll talk about it. We'll break it down. A lot of people, including Shaq and Charles, all had something to say about it afterwards. And Donovan Mitchell had a lot to say about it afterwards. <clears throat> You'll be interested to hear it if you have not already. Yeah, Donovan had something to say about it. JB had something to say about it. Uh, Darius Garland had something to say about it. The guys on I like little uh, Darius. Inside, uh, inside the NBA had something to say about it. Yeah, Darius Garland is a nice player. Got snubbed. He did. He did. Uh, Grizzlies have two All-Stars for the first time ever. Hey! There's How about that? To celebrate. Glad Jaron's going with John. Blow me out of the chair with a feather when I saw Jaron Jackson Jr.'s name. I had to make sure that it was not a parody account that tweeted that. Um, he is going to the All Star game for the first time in yeah. his career. Ja, of course, going for the second time in his NBA career. So we will uh, touch on that. Um, Grizzlies do lose again, however. That did happen too, didn't it? Uh, and. Don't let that incident with Dylan Brooks overshadow the fact that the Grizzlies have now lost seven out of eight. Nah, you knew darn well they're going to lose that game. That was Adams a scheduled loss. Jackson that was a too. scheduled loss. There's no question But, yes, about we're it. still in loser land. But, yes, it hurt. It, this, the scheduled losses still hurt, especially when they're seven out of eight. Um, and so we'll touch on that. Obviously, the deadline looms. Uh, and we are coming in here like Groundhog Day. Yet again, the Grizzlies lose another one. Um, Anthony Sainz is going to join us at 1130 or so. We'll talk to him about what he would do, his thoughts on where the Grizzlies are. Then at 125 or so, Joe Fortenbaugh from ESPN is going to hop on, okay. and we'll talk Super Bowl with him, Tom Brady retirement, all that, and more. Uh, West beat the East last night in the Shrine game. I know that was really high on your radar. West did cover as a, as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and, and that is why we are here, folks. We are here to pass along the important news that the West covered as a favorite, Jason, in the Shrine game. Also saw Derek Carr in the QB Skills yes. Challenge. yes. Really out there slanging that thing. He was. He was. Do we have? The, do we have that post game audio? I'm just curious if you have that. I do. Okay, let's hear it. Here's what he said. I got. I got. No, it, we actually I, have it, Brad. It's, it's on demand here. I'm actually, it's on demand. Here, here's what he said. If I'd done that in Las Vegas, I'd still be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's my D car. Man, you really it cracks John up every time. Yeah, so. because I think there are a lot of older Memphians out there listening who kind of feel like Elvis is back when they hear that. It's yeah. like. He is that. He, he is. He he's got the lip going. You know. Mm-hmm. He does. Have y'all ever heard him preach at a church? I know he does I'm not, that. I'm, I've never heard him do it. I, I appreciate that. That's he, why I don't want to talk about him too much. He I, has, want, I don't want to play too much because he, he is a man of God. He is. He, no like on it. the pulpit. Oh, I know. And he's very open about it. And, very, he, and I appreciate that about him. Absolutely, man. So like, he still sound like Elvis. But he does. <laughs> he does. Yeah. A hunk, a hunk of burning love. <laughs> what they put in the rock bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why that's why the Elvis montage at the stadium works because Elvis plays quarterback for 
Leroy did so, play quarterback. So, so he's not – I saw the, the news on him real quick is that he's not going to push back this trigger. Yeah. Right, which which is going to increase the likelihood that yes. the Raiders are going to cut him. Yeah, they're going to have to because they're not going to. They're not the deadline. There's forty million guaranteed after this is, deadline. Yeah. Uh-huh. So here's the deal: the the Raiders are not going to um, push Let that him deadline be on that roster. Back. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and well, he, well, he would have to work with them honestly to push it back, and he's not going to do that. So because he doesn't like the way it ended, and if you're if you're an NFL team. Why would you trade for Derek Carr when you know you're going to be able to get him for a lot less They're money? Because they don't want to pay the guaranteed money. Yeah, so you're not the, the Raiders are not going to get anything for uh, for Derek Carr. That's right. <laughs> because they said it's Jets, Jet, him or, or Rogers going to the Jets. I think, One of them. I think both sort of organizations look at each other and they say we can't go on together. That's pretty good. <laughs> solid. Pretty good. With suspicious minds. <laughs> That's the best one to me. That's the best Elvis song. I think it probably is, yeah. Um, anyway, if you have any other references that you want to sneak in for D.C., who apparently lit it up at the, the Pro Bowl It was fantastic, as was Snoop Hundley, who you made fun of, yes. and many did, yes, for yes, being yes. a Pro Bowl in the first place. Yes. Snoop might have made it, well, I don't know his status. He's not a free agent, is he? Bro, I don't think the league is checking for Snoop Hundley. Bro, after what he did yesterday, they might need to be. Man, see, that's why you can't run a franchise, because you signing dudes off practice facility Pro Bowls. That's why you can't be in charge of one. Let uh, Ryan Pohl run the franchise. All right? Man, Snoop Huntley better than anything you got on your roster quarterback right now. We got nothing on our roster right now. Mm-hmm. We got Jared Stidham. Who was what? What pick was he? I don't. Was he drafted third round? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. he wasn't. Uh, was he drafted by us? I don't think so. Stop the Las Vegas Snoop. Raiders. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's the show today. But – Everybody in the world is talking, uh, at least as it relates to the Grizzlies, about uh, Dylan Brooks and that um, that dust-up last night with Donovan Mitchell. Let's be clear about this. You cannot defend that. You should not defend that. Mm, a little bit of that from Jeff, but he is an attorney, a lawyer at heart. And 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 I understand I a little his, bit of that. I from understand him this his his. I felt um, the same way as you do. Tendencies mm-hmm. to do that, and mm-hmm. and and honestly, like Jeff is a Memphian, he wants to see the good. He does. But I'm gonna tell you this. I can't. We'll never know for sure whether Dylan Brooks intentionally meant to hit Donovan Mitchell in the nuts. We won't know that. Nobody's gonna say that. Dylan's not gonna say that. Donovan's going to probably feel like he did, but he definitely was trying to strike him. That man looked yep. at Donovan, then flipped over. And he knew exactly that like Donovan was standing up. Over him. Yeah. You know? Um, and look, low blows happen, bro. I mean, it was like an old-school NBA move. It was like a WWE move. This stuff happens. I mean, it shouldn't. You know, or I should say happened. It has happened in the past. So do I know for sure that Dylan Brooks' mindset was, I'm going to hit Donovan Mitchell in the balls? No. But do I think Dylan Brooks really cared? Also no. No, it was to, it was a, to hit, yeah. whether it was the midsection or the groin, whatever. So when we can sit here and we can argue about, did he mean to hit him in the balls? Or you know, that, To me, that's beside the point. Like whether he hit him in the stomach or the, you know, whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, I think the, you know, window's 98 degrees. It's like, that's like, it's just it was such a good take that you know we have to hear it again. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't really think it, it it matters. It's of no consequence to me where he intended to hit him. He was going to hit him, and he did hit him. Right. And you know, is likely going to get a two or one game suspension. Yeah, um, as a result of it. So that's uh, warranted. Yeah. After the game, uh, the the Cleveland Cavaliers all talked about it, and then on TNT because the the game was on TNT. Um, everybody broke it down. So I thought it'd be good to sort of pass this. Audio along. Here's Donovan Mitchell, and then JB, and then Darius Garland, and then uh, some thoughts from the guys on TNT about the uh, about the dust up last night in Cleveland. That's just who he is. You know, we've seen it a we've seen it a bunch in this league with him. Um, him and I have had our personal battles for years. Um, quite frankly, I've been busting his ass for years. Um, playoffs, regular season. Like I said, if you just can't guard somebody, then just say that and just get a switch. It was a cheap shot. Uh, in multiple ways. You know, you roll a guy's ankle, uh, and then obviously, you know, you know, whatever was next out of there, um, a guy should have the right to stand up for himself. We some nice young men, you know? <laughs> we some nice young men until you try to do some weird stuff like dude did over there. Uh, I mean, we're still tough, though. We're, we're a tough group. Uh, 
and you got some guys that get after you, and we're going to fight back if you try to push us first. Sometimes people mistake our kindness for weakness. You know, we don't have, you know, those guys that start but we got guys that don't run from and you have to in this league. Yeah, we can let this Things up there out. in the yeah. uh, third quarter of that game as yeah. Cleveland beats Memphis at home. What do you think, Jet? I mean, if, if he doesn't... And you think he knew what he was doing? I mean, <laughs> no, one, no one knows intent. Oh. However, the, if you look at the actions, it did look intent. I mean, the way you look back. He, he, got, a, he got an opportunity to look back. At, do, at doing if you it. Roll like, back, let Ern, if you roll back and flood. Right, right here, like he, he sees him right here. You're going to hit something. He, he sees him back there. You're going to hit something. He sees so him. He, he knows. He sees him. Come on, Kenny, that's intentional. I, I'm not saying, I'm not going to ever say anybody's intent, but I'm going to say that he did see him. Um, and, and, but I, I think also he's one I of think. those He's one of those guys now. That, meaning, you know, how Draymond used to be with the foot. Like, they're, 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 he crosses that line consistently. I, I think, like he's a, as Dave Chappelle would say, he's an habitual line stepper. He I steps he, over that line all the time. I think the hit was intentional, but, but I don't think he meant to hit him in the boys. But like you said, he looked <laughs> back, and, and, and when, when you do your arm, like you're going to hit something. He's yeah. trying to hit him in the thigh. Yeah, stomach, thigh, boys, this is knees. Like, that, that extra physicality, that extra I'm here. I because like, I don't want you saying, come on, guys, what's going <laughs> on <laughs> here? Jack, I, I agree before you start with the – because that made, a, to me, a great point. It's like he just wants to be – you I'm here, hit, yeah. I'm going to be a physical, I'm going right. to show you. And then now, when you do that, that happens, and right. then guys throw basketballs at you back, and the whole bench is clear. You Stop it, out. man. That was just a dirty play. Uh, listen, I like the kids' toughness, but you can't go around punching people. Man, come on, man. That, that was a cheap shot, period. Yeah, what? No, one, no one's disagreeing. No yeah. one's disagreeing. And, and bottom line on this game for Memphis, 3-13 and 13 on the road against teams with winning records. No. There you go. So uh, a lot there to unpack. Um, but, but I'm going to say what struck me last night. Um, I think it was Kenny who said Dylan Brooks is now one of those guys. And I think the Grizzlies have become one of those teams. And I'm going to take it a step further. I don't think they wear it well. I don't think being one of those teams – is a look that the Grizzlies look good in. You know, watching it last night, um, knowing what they've done the last, you know, several weeks, knowing, you know, comparing how people discuss the Grizzlies um, and analyze the Grizzlies today versus a year and a half ago, two years ago. um, Yeah, like – I, I don't think this is a cape that the Grizzlies as a franchise wear very well, being the uh, you know, uh, enemy number one, public enemy of the state, being the most hated, being you know, the villains or, how, or what have you of the NBA. Um, I think they are much better suited being the you know, lovable, you know, small market team that defies odds um, and has the, has the superstar that everybody likes. Um, I, I I don't really think they are wearing this new persona very well. How is this new? It's not new. Like, I, I hear what you're saying. Well, but, I, but my take on it is new. My take on it is new. Gotcha. My take on it you is... You said this new persona. It doesn't suit them. It doesn't suit them. Like, I don't believe them is basically where I'm at with it. Like, there are teams who can wear that, you know, like mm. the Warriors. The Warriors are a team that win championships, and, and as a result of it... Um, you know, go into these arenas and the mouthpiece and things like that, and they're going to get the jeers and all that. But were you not operating with the same similar swagger when you beat Minnesota last year and then when you faced up against Golden State? Was there not that same similar swagger as something new this year? I would tell you it's about the same. I don't know. Like if it, it I don't know if that it was... in your face we're not going to back down from anybody. No, I think that's... More so than a, hey, look, we're the cute little... Yeah, no, right. no. I, I think there's uh, a fine line uh, between that and, and sort of what they have become which is m- known more for their off-the-court stuff yeah. than their on-the-court stuff. Um, and I just I don't, think, I don't think it suits these Grizzlies well. Like, I don't think it's them. I think it's just not, you know, I don't think it flatters them. And I think the sooner they get back to sort of what got them here, the, the better off they're going to be yeah. as a franchise. 
I, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I think this is natural. You're talking about a team whose stars are 23 and 24, brash as, as all get out, because let's not – you know, Desmond Bain does his fair share of talking as well, especially the not going to back down type of talk. We saw him talking to LeBron. This is, this is a young team that feels like it's ready to win now, even though it's still developing a lot of these guys. Clearly, I mean, you got, you got development projects happening all over this team. Yep. This is all part of a process. Yep. You know, and, we, and here's the point. We don't know what it's going to look like in two or three years. If they're going to be talking this much, if Dylan Brooks is even going to be a part of this, you know what I'm saying? And that that if if you're taking a guy who walks the line and and plays on that edge like Dylan does off of the off of the Grizzlies, how much does the look change then? Yep. Like it we're not done with what they're going to be. We're in the process of it. And I think John Morant saying what he did around Christmas time, getting the rough patch there, another one here, changes sort of his approach and his outlook. Is he is he gonna stop talking? No, but does he tone it down? A la Jeff compared it to Penny mm-hmm. and when he first came in and has he toned it down a little bit? Yeah. Yes, because you you'll get yourself in unnecessary positions. Yeah. Talking that. And you and to the other point, you invite a lot of this back. That's right. You you got Charles, it feels like, hating on you now. Yep. Because his main line is shut up and play, mm-hmm. stop talking. Mm-hmm. And for the OGs and the old school folks Who that are looking it, uh, at this Grizzly team, it, George Carl that hasn't accomplished anything, yep. you know that that's an old school take that you really can't argue well, because the Grizzlies essentially haven't accomplished anything. They're a yeah. young team that feels like it's ready to win big. Yep. But like I said, it's all part of a process. Yep. And I think you're seeing, you know, especially with Ja, some yes. others. Dylan may never. This this is probably Dylan. Oh, and yeah. what you've got to decide is, do you need it? Is it what we need going forward after this year? Yeah. Or is it hurting us now to get to, to maybe get back to the, the point that you were making? But I don't think we're done. When you say this is the Grizzlies, we're, we're not done. Well, that's fair. Like, this, this is all the, part of the process. Who the Grizzlies are now, of, of, right of, now. Frankly, running your mouth yes. and then getting humbled. Time and by time the rest again. of the league, that Western Conference record tells this you. This is now happening. 15 and 16 tells you. This is now happening every single night. Yeah. I mean, they've but, lost 7 of 8. They are 3 and 13 on the road against teams with winning records. They're 15 and 16. Like, like they're the two but, seed, but when you get into it and you take a look at it, it's not nearly as impressive as it would otherwise suggest. But I was sensing in you almost a change in DNA and a pr- complete change, get back to the cute Little underdogs that you used well, to be when this all started, and I and I think that day is behind well, them. You're, is, you're not getting back to you that. Can, you can't, and, you, and honestly, you, it's not even a conscious thing. Like you can't force people to think a certain type of way uh, about you, that, right? That, they brought so much of this on themselves, but, I, but and I, so much of it we've invited to and said, "Yeah, we love yeah. it." And so now we're gonna run away and say, "No, I liked it better when you guys were the cute little, but like I lovable." Even, I would even go back to the Minnesota series, like right? Like I, I would even go back to that. I still thought it was fine. I still thought it was fine. But it's like when you start talking about Ja gives the interview about how we're not worried about anything anybody in the West, and they proceed to lose against every team in the West after that. You know, like, it's it's just like... Oh, we talked about that when it happened. Ja can can say that, and I think he's learned this, yeah. and be prepared to back it up, yeah. but your team yep. in so many areas is not prepared. And you just give... You just give these teams yes. a little something extra to get up for. Well, it's like that again, these Grizzlies who we want to humble because they're always talking and they haven't won anything. Yeah. Dude, that's a thing they've... That's a refrain they've said in locker rooms all across... Uh, and let's not be naive and no, think right. teams shouldn't be saying no, that. No, I, I think based they should, on the energy they put out. I think they should should keep the energy of like, hey, you know, we're a small market team. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do things that nobody ever thought we could do. Like, I think you should keep that energy. But like, but like now it's like every other game, there's some kind of incident, bro. There's a guy getting thrown. Jaws' friends getting thrown out against the Pacers because he's barking at the Pacers. Oh, oh that's fair. You know that's the worked. Shannon Sharp thing. You know, you know, yesterday toning it down. Like, like I just about. feel like this stuff has has gone way well, over the line. I think that's a fair argument. And and like it to me, it just doesn't look good for the Grizzlies. Like it's just not. You know what I mean? Like, but they maybe they need it. Well, they need something. I, if the seven of eight losses, you know, and the record against the West and the record on the road against winning teams isn't enough. You know, I don't know. Like, I just I find the Grizzlies less likable, even as a Memphian, in these spots. You know, because I don't know how much I believe it. I like, just think this you, whole you, like looking for a fight every game is like, what for what? You know, what I'm saying like, there's a difference between I want you know we we will you know answer the call and we 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 give us what you know whatever. But like going out there actively seeking it and then by the way like not getting it done, I think is wearing old. I, 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 frankly, I think. I think it's good they've been criticized for this, and I and and I think it will help sort of mold 
yep. them going forward. I think I think it's important. It's just like if you got a son or a daughter who's got a little bit of a mouth on them, yep. and you tell them, "All right, you keep running that mouth." Yep. You know, you leave this house, somebody at school might pull your card. They That's might right. test you. That's right. And sometimes it doesn't matter, John, how many times you say it as a parent. That's right. They're still going to run that mouth until somebody until the, pulls yep. that card and they get slapped. No, I think you're right. And then you say, okay, well, is it worth it? Do I want to do this again or not? Yeah. It's all a part of the maturation process. No, and, I agree. And, it's, it, you know, as simple as a, a take as that is, I think it's the truth. No, I think, and, and, and again, we're, and, we're, 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 talking, so, we're discussing this stuff in real time. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, none of this but, is to suggest that this is always who they're going to be or who they have to be. No, getting humbled like they did at Golden State on national television, yeah. play barking at you, like, yes. I, I think that does something to you. Yeah, it's a good reminder yeah, that all of it. You know, so, they are still 22, 23, 24 years old, you know. But it's like, let, let these losses and let, let these sort of incidents be lessons, too. You know, no. like you know, takes from them. But I still think, like, if that's saying, Dylan, don't play on the edge, I think that's wrong. I agree with that. that you, that's, you gotta he make has a, to. you got to make a choice with him. Right. Do you want to be on the ride or not? Because you can't ask him not to be himself. Right. And and when you have a guy that plays on the edge as much as he does, you're going to have some incidents. Now, I stopped. You know, it's funny that Kenny stopped short of saying this was intentional, mm-hmm. but then says he's a, he's he's crossed the line too many times. He's a habitual line cross or however you put it, almost make without saying it, giving you the impression that he's saying that, that Dylan is dirty. That's where I'd stop short of this. Yep. Because I don't think what he, you know, he I don't think he intentionally tried to hurt Gary Payton last year. And, yes, while this was a dirty play, I don't think you've got a dirty player. You have to have several incidents of this. Back to, back to the point. If you're going to have Dylan on this team, you want him like that, John. Yep. That's the version of Dylan you want. He had Donovan 2 of 11. It was a five-point game mm-hmm. when this occurred in the third quarter. So, technically, he was doing his job. But, if it, John, if it gets to a point where it is, it is happening over, and it's hurting you, yep. and it's costing you games, then – and you're going to make the decision probably before, you know, this happens – this kind of thing happens right. again. You have to make a decision on Dylan one way or the other. Well, right. And, again, I, this is not something that Dylan but, does every other night. I mean, this – you know, we're yeah, – I, 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 this, this whole trying to frame him as a dirty player, not yeah. going, knowing that far. Some of those old OGs went too far trying to make yeah. him a dirty guy. You love Dylan when he's on your of team. Of course. All I mean, those old vets would say that. Against the Cavs last time they played, we came in here because he had a game-winning block. You know, I mean, it's yeah. – it's there, but, it, but it's like you have to opt into the whole experience of Dylan or you have to opt out. There's no in-between with him. You're going to get the highs and you're going to get the lows. You know, I, the lows that typically aren't as low as they were last night. But you, you know that there are going to be some, you know – so there's going to be some volatility with him. I don't know, man. I think it's like, like for me. What about the theory that every great team needs a needs a guy like him, like Scalabrini? We agree with him every time he says it that yeah. you need a, a Dylan Brooks. No, the, I'm, I'm the open wild, to that. The loose guy that's that. bringing that energy into yeah. it, like that. When you start talking about yeah. how critical a piece he is to yeah. this team, you know, you're weighing all that. Although I would I would argue that like the Bucks didn't have it. I, PJ wasn't on that team. Oh, he uh, he was he, was he? Wasn't he? Isn't wasn't didn't you make that the one of the difference or no? Was he down in? I thought I thought didn't PJ because I remember him going against the Nets, wasn't he? Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So I, we, I was talking about this with my son the other yep. day, and Milwaukee yep. came up, they and I said, PJ. you know what, PJ was kind of that dude. Yeah. So fair point. Lately, there's kind of and Marcus Smart is kind of that dude for oh, Boston. Oh yeah, no, for sure. You know? No, I'm not saying I'm not saying get rid of Dylan. Like that is not like my opinion today necessarily. It's just like, well, you're saying what I'm hearing is grow up. Because you didn't, you didn't say you change. Yes. Because this team's not going to change. It's going to grow. Well, it, it's more like if you're going to write the check, make sure that your ass can cash well, it. And frankly, I think we've learned. I think the team yeah. have learned by now. There's some things that they're not. I feel like the Grizzlies, been, the Grizzlies have been doing way too much wow. of that. Like there's been too much hubbub and not enough winning lately. You know, and I think that's where it's well, like, come on, man. Like I said, especially when you're the only one of the top 11 teams in the West that's got a losing record against exactly conference. right you know it's, it's time it's time would, to be productive what you would say as a parent man get get to work you know and stop mean? running your mouth yeah if you come home with a's but, but, and b's you know it, it is what it is like you know i mean i you're you're doing the job but you start bringing home c's and d's those the facts we got to start we got to start talking about you know your methods here you know mm-hmm. and what you're doing in the classroom um and right now the grizz are bringing home c's and d's it is what it is hey year's not over School year ain't over. Like I got a lot of time to turn this Man, around. They're, they're still second in the West. I'm just, I'm just a bit, you know, I'm just a bit miffed by them in this stretch. That's okay. Family can be mad at each other. 
You know, we all have moments. And right now, in this particular stretch of the season, I'm rolling my eyes at the Grizzlies right now. We'll talk to Anthony Sane about it when we get back, get his thoughts on Dylan, all that and more. Stick around. Jason and John, I'd be trying to finish. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm ESPN. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Rich off a mixtape. Got rich off a mixtape. Probably shouldn't be driving. It just got so much harder. Can't even see it straight. I can't even see it straight. Anthony Sane is the tribal chief of Grizz, Twitter founder of Asylum Media Group, co-host of the Grind Season podcast. It's an Odyssey podcast you should be listening to on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. He does it twice a week with yours truly. You can follow Sane on Twitter at Sane Asylum. He joins us now like he joins us every Friday. Sane, what do you think of last night and the little, the little scuffle and, and some of these vets trying to say that Dylan Brooks is a, is a dirty player? That, do we all agree it's a dirty play? Yeah, it was a dirty play for sure. I had people like asking me, did they think it was intentional? Yeah, it was 100% intentional. So I'm with you there. Do, yeah. Now we move to the other question. Is he a dirty player like Kenny and some of these others trying to frame him as? Uh, dirty players make dirty plays, man. I mean, he's, so if you <laughs> make up one dirty there's, play, there's you're dirty. There's clearly something wrong with Dylan Brooks. I mean, let's let's just be real about that part. Like, he's not the most stable dude in the world. Now, do I think he goes around like. Planning on being mischievous, no, but I don't think Brett Dillon's mind is the most stable in the world. Well, how far is how close or far is he when it comes to comparing him to Draymond? I mean, what's the difference? If we say Draymond is dirty because there's been multiple incidents, how close is Dylan Brooks to well, that? I think I think a lot of stuff Draymond because we've does, celebrated mo- for most of this time. Mm-hmm. We've celebrated what Dylan does, right? I think that a lot of stuff Draymond does is kind of premeditated. At least a play ahead of time, he sets up, okay, I'm about to go snatch Brandon Clark out of the air or I'm about to go do this or whatever he's about to do. But Dylan's just a reckless player. I think you said it. I was listening to you guys' segment before then, before now. He's just super reckless, man. Like he, he's just he'll, – he'll have other incidents like this because he gets, he gets so gassed up for these guys. He was playing well against Donovan Mitchell, and then he just got super excited because he's playing well against Donovan Mitchell, and then he hits the guy in the balls, and, you know, here we are. It was it was I like what y'all said too because we just look goofy trying to be that team. Like that's not that's not what I want to be known for. I, I get to have the haters and make people hate you, but like if, if it was like if it's like an active thing now. Yeah, y'all look silly now. And, like and that, 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 that was a really bad look. Like, that's where I'm at. Like I feel like they don't wear this 
well. No, it's it not natural it to them. Y'all are kids, man. Some grown man can be and knock y'all ass out. Exactly. Like, y'all, don't, y'all don't look tough, man. Y'all look silly doing all that. That's, like, that's kind of where I was at with it. Like, watching it last night, knowing what's happened the last several mm-hmm. – like, every game there seems to be some kind of thing between the crowd and, and or mm-hmm. the bench, you know, or Shannon Sharp or While whatever. losing. While losing. <laughs> right. While losing. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a silly look, man. We got to be bigger than that. And you can't – it's kind of hard to ask a young team to be mature, but they've got to – there has to be something they can do. Is that them. coaching? Um, there's, there's a – this will go into something I'm sure will be another question too. There's a level of arrogance on this team, of misguided arrogance on this team, and it has to come from the top down. Like it's not just jog gassing these guys up. I think that our front office – is an arrogant front office, too. I mean, I, I'm not mad at their arrogance. I think that's something that you should be. You should be confident in what you're doing. Uh, the Golden State Warriors front office has been mm-hmm. insanely arrogant over Light the years. years and for, stuff. For some of the stuff they've said. They got rings. Right, some of the stuff they've said. So <laughs> You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not knocking them for being that way. But um, I'm sure Taylor Jenkins has an air in it, too. You've never really seen him be super disgusted. I saw him out there uh, trying to tackle dudes. Shout out to the uh, Eric Hasseltine-looking dude that's uh, on security. Yeah, he get that, he gets out there. Fast. Yeah, that dude get after it. My real. wife called him fake Eric Hasseltine. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Eric Hasseltine, bro. Shout I didn't, out to that guy. I didn't see his Can face. we get his name? Yeah, because because he was all. I over think he's kind of new, man. I think he like I've just seen, came around this year. He he's, like he ja he's puts, in the middle of everything though. He's the dude that Ja puts the jersey on his back. Yeah, and Ja signs. Imagine it for being else. imagine that being your gig though, like Ja's back for stuff you need to like yeah. write his name on and stuff, and like the go tackle dudes, dude. Did he did he tackle Dylan or did Dylan? See him coming and throw him down. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder what is that job pay though. Like, would y'all do that? Would y'all be like the that guy, the fake Eric Hasseltine dude? I mean, I I know physically, but, I'd send you out there. Yeah, I'd who? rather you do. The I'd, job. I'd send Gabe out there. I'm too small. Gabe, Gabe Coon? No, you, you're oh, Gabe. Son. I said Gabe Coon could, could handle some dudes <laughs> for sure. Yeah, he t- <laughs> both. Yeah, you know, my son Gabe. Yes. Gabe's a pretty tough dude too. It's, he started. He started basketball I mean, if, practice. If, if you see Gabe saying coming like it's it's yeah, over, it's, it's gonna, somebody it's gonna to be some, acting some right. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? You, uh, Tennessee Titans starting left tackle. <laughs> Gabe yeah, saying his mom sent me uh, uh, some video of him. He started basketball Monday, and I, I couldn't make the practice. His mom was there, and she sent me some video. And Gabe's out there just clearing dudes out in the paint. It was <laughs> it was about uh, yeah. So with Gabe's a big kid. With Dylan, I think we all kind of kind of agree. You can't go to him and say. Hey, bro, like, tone it down. No, there's, there is no tone down. It's like, him. It's, it's just who he is. But yeah. do you think that, you, you you know, you look at the last, you know, eight, ten games mm. and how bad he has been. Yeah. You with, can't be that turned up and sorry. That's, right. That's, that's what, thing. like, yeah. so does that does that maybe if tip the scales if you were on the fence about a move? Mm-hmm. Should it? I'm I'm about to say this. Uh, we've had this going back back and forth discussion. Here we go. For a while. I'm Buffalo. just I'm just kind of over Dylan right now. Like, is is he worth is he worth the antics that come with him? Is he cuz he's he's been really bad offensively for like some months. And I and I and I think if you trade him, you have to bring somebody in who does a lot of what he does. But what he does isn't like he's not the only guy in the league that can do what he does for this team. And it is it's not worth cuz watching what I watched last night, I was like, "All right, man. Like I'm I'm just I'm tired of losing and this stuff happening." You know what I mean? All the time. And Dylan is just is just a common denominator to so much of the stuff, man. Like I, I know he's the I know we talk hard and soul and all that. Dylan ain't Tony Allen, man. Like <laughs> he's just not. And, and I love Dylan. I love what he does, but like he I don't I'm not sure he's worth the uh, the liability sometimes that he creates. And, and I know he like you know a, a few weeks ago the same Cleveland team we beat him we beat them because Dylan made a game winning play on mm-hmm. defense. But you know you just ask yourself, will we be in that position? If not for some of the bad decisions he makes on the other end, so I mean I get it. Like I'm not I'm not like okay let's go trade Dylan, but I'm just I'm just kind of over Dylan right now. To a point that you'd let him walk after the season if you did go past the trade line, or would you extend that mm-hmm. four for sixty and say here's our price, welcome back? It sounds I'm, like you're almost over it. I'm let, glad, let I'm glad you said that too because we're kind of assuming that there's going to be this. This kumbaya, we all love each other moment at the end of the season. Like, how do we know that Dylan really wants to be here next year? Like, there's nothing keeping him here at all. Like, he could go somewhere for less money if he wanted to. Or there could be a team that wants to pay him. Or he could say, I want to go home to Toronto. Like, you know, we don't know. So we kind of talk like it's, you know, a foregone conclusion that, you know, if the Grizzlies want Dylan, Dylan's going to be back. And I'm not really sure that's the case. This, 
How much does Jaws' opinion of Dylan matter? I think it should. I think it should matter a lot, but not totally. I mean, there's. I'm, I'm sure Jaws has been close to every guy we've let go. Whether it's Kyle, DeAnthony, that's very true. JV, he's you know I'm sure he's liked all those dudes. You know what I mean? But you know, you can't you can't really get in the position where you're you're making decisions based off of stuff like that. But um, I think that I get it, man. Like I understand why I like Dylan. I like him. I'm not gonna say I don't like him. I'm just kind of I'm just kind of over it. Like Dylan's not. He's not as good as good enough as a player as for some of the debates and discussions we have. About right. Because, again, it all comes back to production. Yeah. Doesn't it? I mean, yeah. we can sit here and we can say we like a guy, we don't like a guy. Mm-hmm. But if he's producing, we'll give him more right. leeway versus where if he's not, we won't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a simple – it's a pretty simple algorithm. Yeah. And Dylan has not been producing, at least, you know, offensively. Right. Defensively, we know. I don't know. I, I see it. We were talking about this off the air, Jason. Like, he looks gassed to me. You know, defensively, and it's like, is he going to? I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I it just doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't look great right now. To yeah, me. I mean, he started the year playing. If I'm making a case for him, he started the year playing pretty well. Yeah, he offensively. was fine. He was. He's fine. had, he's had a just career worst couple of months. That's now got him shooting a career low in field goal percentage. Yeah, but we were saying it was working and it was good earlier yeah. this season. Stuff changes. I'm just, man. I, yeah, you gonna base it on regular season? Yeah. Okay. If I base it on, if I start thinking about the playoffs and Dylan, I definitely don't want to have discussion at all. Well, that's last year, but he was big for you against yeah, Utah. Against Utah, he was big two years ago. Sure. Yeah, but man, I wonder how many folks are in the city are like you, where they're just over it. Man, y'all you, know, y'all, y'all you know where this coming from, man. The same. Y'all, y'all know I'm looking down the street at the pretty girl down the street named OG. Man, y'all know why I'm saying this, man. Y'all know I ain't just saying. But, this. but you, Dylan's value is just going in the tank, bro. It's going down. Yeah, it <laughs> now, it sure. now, who's gonna be our wild and crazy guy? Because every great team needs one. Yeah, if, I do. If you I do let subscribe Dylan go. to that. Because OG's not that. I don't know. Go get you one. Go get Pat Bev. Yeah, go sign him. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to get by Did doing Dame time in the watch? He, <laughs> his antics are just high level this year. High. Oh, yeah. I like a good crazy dude, man. But, you know, but again, but I, like, I like my crazy dude to kind of not be sorry. And Dylan's like. It also terrible. doesn't have to always. It doesn't have to be this year. You know, mm-hmm. like the Grizzlies arc is just getting started. You can. No, nah, hold on. Stop. I'm glad y'all said it. Because I heard you say this. Here we go. I heard this man behind the glass say the same thing. Shout out to you, Brad. Y'all are not finna change course on, like, what the Grizzlies are in the middle of the season. Y'all, you keep saying they're ready to win the finals. Y'all not Here finna, we go. Y'all not finna do this. Oh, they're, they're developing. No, we're not developing, bro. Like, I, I yeah, it's, if, we, if we aren't good enough to win the championship, we aren't good enough to win the championship. But that's because you're let, – let that be because guys just aren't good enough. Not because you're out there playing dudes that suck. Like, I'm not going to take that, bro. Like, I'm not – I'm not going to sit back and just say, don't do anything at the trade deadline. See what you got in Zaire. I don't care what Zaire Williams is going to be in five years. It ain't going to be good. So I'm good with that, man. Like, I've seen dudes that that have less expectation than Zaire be much better than him, like, in, in two years. Right. Like, if either no, you're tra- – I'm with you. I'm like, with you on him. Like, I, 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 I compare everything with, that the Grizzlies do to the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics have not – won championships with this young core they've had with, with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They ain't won no, no championship. They went to the finals. They have consistently been one of the better teams in the East. Several Eastern Conference finals berths, things like that. They've done whatever they had to do to stay competitive. I'm not down for this, okay, we're just going to like let these guys grow. If, if the Grizzlies aren't one of the best teams in the NBA, who are one of the best teams in the NBA? We're just as good as anybody. The, the entire NBA is very young right now. Some of the better players in the league are still very young guys. If if I am not down for just like, okay, we're still a year away. No, man, you can make moves this season that can make the Grizzlies a totally different team. The, the fact that our wings are this terrible right now drives me insane how bad our guys are. And I see people on, people on Twitter, why are they playing this guy? Why are they playing this guy? Because all of them suck. <laughs> like, uh, who, what am I saying? That's Santi. John Conchar, terrible. Zaire, terrible. Roddy, terrible. LaRavia, terrible. Roddy is not terrible, man. He's worth developing. You going you too want, far. You want to see David Roddy in the playoffs? Do I want to? No. That's, that's what it's you're going to have to year. do. I mean, they decide to go young. Look at all these draft picks that's that they've I'm had saying. on the you roster. Cannot, they, can't, like, they, they have to abandon that whole mission, man. You can't, you can't say, I'm going to take these, this roster into the playoffs. They're going to be terrible. They're going to get booted out of the playoffs quickly, man. Like, 
Bro, you, the, sli- you the slick secret dudes. is they've been terrible against the West all year. Jason, That's what I'm trying to point. tell you. You, if we're gonna finish this on grind season tonight on uh, Odyssey podcast, Odyssey podcast, you, what you must listen to. Yeah, y'all, we're gonna have to finish this conversation because it's, it's too much I'm doing right now for right now. But, but I see you about to start but sweating. Terrible, like those dudes are not good enough, man. You cannot take I, this team as is into the playoffs. If you are, you are going to get bounced out of the playoffs. Those dudes are not good enough. Zaya Williams, no. Conchar, no. Danny Green, proud of you. Glad to see you back. But no. David Roddy, no. Danny Green. Jake Arabia is trash. Bro, those dudes, those are your wings, bro. Those, that's your wing rotation. Lara- outside of Bay. Arabia is Babbage. I'm done. That dude's terrible, I'm man. Out. I'm out. I'm out. That dude is hard. Y'all just killing folks this segment. And what I'm saying is, in the past, we've always had to not depend on these young guys. It's, we've developed them all season. Yep. But we haven't had to depend on those guys in the playoffs. Yep. Bro, that, that is our wing rotation. Those dudes. <clears throat> right. To me, it's a little bit like I've made this comparison before where I'll do it again. It's like Wiseman with the Warriors. He's never going to properly develop with the Warriors. Yeah. Because they're trying to win championships. They, they don't and have he, time to screw he's around on a, He's on a different timeline. Yeah. You know? And that's why I feel I feel like Roddy, either they're trying to win or they're not. And, and if right. they don't make a move at the deadline, hey, now you very rarely you, we can just have cool conversations you about basketball. Never, who's the last championship team you can say that actively tried to develop young guys while well, going for a championship on, on grind season? They, they, it doesn't happen. It ain't happen. It doesn't happen. You got if if they're serious. I'm not you, saying you got to go all in. And just, you do okay, we got to win the championship this year. You do but you got to make your team competitive, man. You're not looking competitive if that's what you're rolling out. And that's all you got. There's no mysterious dude at the end of the bench. That we're but not you're playing. you're sort of asking the Grizzlies to have a sense of urgency about it. Mm-hmm. And I, do you really think they look at it like that? They need to. They probably don't, but they need to. And if they don't, they're crazy. Like if if, if you they cannot, at it like we got Jaren under contract, we got John mm-hmm. under contract. We're gonna sign Bane up. Mm-hmm. They probably look at it like we got five years. Well, if I'm arguing for you, saying. Perhaps, like we're talking about this team and taking a little bit of a humbling now, mm-hmm. you said that the front office got a little bit of an arrogance to them, too, yeah, that it starts arrogant. from the top. This, maybe, this is why I feel like they're not going to do nothing. Maybe going into the playoffs mm-hmm. with all these young guys and finding out is is a humbling, to go with your theory, right. the humbling that a front office that's a little too arrogant, at least according to you, needs. But then you're allowing the NBA to reset itself again. You're allowing every team to adjust. And you're looking at teams like New Orleans who have young players, picks, talent, all these type of things. You're allowing them to rebuild. You're allowing all these teams around you to make the adjustments they need. I don't. I'm not a fan of punting what I feel like could be a potential NBA final season. Like, there's no one when when John Moran said, you know, I'm fine. We're fine in the West. I'm not mad at him for saying that because there's nobody in the West that I'm extremely worried about in the seven game series. But this, John Concha, like Zaire Williams, like get them dudes out of my roster, man. Like they're not. They're not going to be good NBA players. They're not going to be good in the playoffs. I don't care what level of development you're doing. Those dudes are not going to show up for you in the playoffs. In, in previous season, they wouldn't even be playing. Zaire Williams played minutes here and there in the playoffs. But you're, you're asking This year, a, you were going to have yeah, to play I, him and dudes worse than him. You're, but you're asking a franchise that's put its rookies out there, the ones that it's picked out there, in and the developed season. them on the fly, Bane, in the Bane included, and did that. You're asking them to now switch course and do something they have to, to take a different approach. They have to, bro, because in, in the playoffs, you had Kyle Anderson. You had Anthony Melton on his team. You had Tyus Jones on his team. You were playing. You could play eight dudes and get away with, okay, let's just throw Zaire out there and see what he does. This year, Zaire, Conchar, Roddy or Arabia have to be in your rotation. Like, you're going to get spanked, bro. Those dudes aren't ready for the playoffs. Like, they're not even ready for Cleveland on a Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, bro. It is, it, it can't, I, I really hope they're not just going to sit back and not do anything. I'm not saying you have to go trade a starter or do anything like that, but you cannot let the back end of your rotation your six, seven, eight, ninth men be that bad. Like they just, they, you, you're not gonna, you're, you're they, not being. Serious. But they believe in those dudes, though. That's the problem. If they do, they have a problem. They traded up to get multiple. <laughs> don't remind me, right? Not don't don't remind me right that now. we could have just drafted would, Walker. Kessler. Would you give don't up three first rounders then for OG? I would give up three first rounders for a lot of dudes based on what we have. If you, not you now, you sound a little desperate. You I don't. Know? I don't a think. Lot of first of all, like, let me say this: one. I don't think OG goes for. You're, three you're first losing round. the negotiation. I don't think. I don't think that's happening. I don't think OG is gonna go for three first round picks. First of all. But I'm also not going to act super excited about three first round picks when you got you've got you've got all of your picks for the next six years. In essence, if you're trading, you can't trade consecutive years, so it has to be every other year. So you will lose, in essence, three out of the next six. You have Golden State's pick and your pick in two years, so you're still going to be picking four out of the next six drafts, even if you give away three first round picks. If you add OG Ananobi to this team, especially if you keep Dylan Brooks on the team. 
because we don't need to be losing wings. We need to be adding them because our wings are terrible. If you add if you add OG to this roster, you're going to be one of the top teams in the West for the next four to five years. We're struggling through the season, and we're still one of the best teams in the West. Mm-hmm. We're one of the best teams in the NBA in the middle of a losing seven out of our last eight, if I'm not mistaken. They're going to be one of the top teams in the league because the league is getting younger, and we're one of the best young teams. They're going to be at the top of the league. You're going to be picking anywhere from 25 to 30. I'm sorry. I do not care about missing an opportunity to, miss, to not draft Jake LaRavia for the next two, two out of the next six years. That's not stressing me out at all. Well, I, I think there's some validity to that. I do. I mean, because you're talking I – mean, Y'all not going to change course on this team in the if, middle of the season. Like, we're not doing it if at it's, all. If, if, if those two ph- philosophies are conflicting now, mm-hmm. just imagine two, three years from now, right? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be even – it's going to be at a pressure point. It's going to be at an inflection point because the, the urgency will be, like, on 10 mm-hmm. in two or three years when Ja's 26 and Jaren's 25, you know, or whatever, however old they would what be. What do we do if, if – uh, if if New Orleans gets Damian Lillard or Kevin Durant or are we still talking about mm-hmm. let's see what we got inside for a couple more years now New Orleans New Orleans <laughs> the hell out of here man like what are we talking about well, Jason would say that like I'm so but, sick of hearing this I'm so man, bro Zion Williams is just maybe he's just not good like oh, yeah. when has he been good like he, go back he, to high school yeah show me when he was good now the problem with Zion is he that, averaged eight against Golden he, State last year yeah that's the problem with Zion is that he like he doesn't really do anything. He's <laughs> he doesn't do anything. Like what? Or he's getting cooked what, what, defensively right now. He gets now. cooked when defensively. Not, when he's not in threes, he doesn't then he make doesn't shots. Do he has no. You get, hadn't seen his uh, expert mid-range game yet, right? And when I think, we feeding him, saying, <laughs> yeah. And he has no off the bounce game ever. Like, I, like he doesn't really. Man, bring, I get my blood pressure up. I can't. Man, I, I can't cannot believe. This, I, I just cannot. Okay, this is like I can't believe how on man. edge you are about we, this. We can ship Zaire out. That I'm cool with. I get Zaire out here in a New York minute, bro. Yeah. Speaking of New York. For a, uh, Anthony Edwards hot chip bag. How about Jaron though? Oh, that's, that's you were the first that talked this oh, into existence. You trying to, you trying to lessen the uh, tension up in here, man? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not. No, going, I'm not going to have Saint on because man, he was literally the first listen, person telling me, man, I think Jaron could be all star this year. I said, ain't no way. I listen so to Saint all day long, man. And all day long, I'm listening to y'all talk about, oh man, they're still the man. What, what are you? What are y'all talking about, bro? Like we are one of the best teams in the NBA. Man, when are you going to realize that this is the fifth youngest team in the league? Oh, they Fifteen man, and sixteen. Man, develop me a championship ring. I don't care man, about none of this stuff. These sour dudes on the end of this man, bitch, man. You did not come into this season uh, saying believing this team was ready to win a championship. Right, bro, I why didn't I? Last year, I would have been like, okay, cool, bro. Like, yeah, we overachieved. No, they twenty three and twenty five. To see us right back there again, and like we're struggling, we're still at the top of the West. What is the best win against the West? I don't know, but we're still at the top of that joint. That's what I'm saying. How can y'all look at this? There and ain't be like, none. That's the okay, thing. Like they barely beat Minnesota and Sacramento. We just gonna punt this season. Because the entire West is terrible. Like, the West is, like, really Hell, Minnesota's up 2-1 on you. Sacramento went and got, like, uh, 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 what's the dude's name they got? He used to play for Cal- Calipari. They got Malik Monk, a crackhead, and they're, like, way better than the West. I don't know. <laughs> right. for somebody doing that wasn't somebody inject that Malik Monk into Sane's vein so this man can get a fix. Hey, man, we hey, got to call man, I'm y'all, worried y'all about made you. Me mad, man. You too close to the edge. Y'all sitting talking no. to y'all and arguing y'all about, oh, uh, what's his name? What's my boy's name, man? Play for the Knicks. We were just talking about him on the podcast the other day. Y'all, every time I think about this, it makes me mad. Oh, uh, I get you. You, you Cam, so you uh, so Cam Reddish, bro. Don't sit here and tell me Cam Reddish ain't better than Sorry Zion Williams, bro. Well, my one of my the nerve of y'all to look down y'all nose at that man. One anyway. of my favorite sayings as it relates to the Grizzlies is, "You're only ahead of schedule until you're not." Exactly. You ain't ahead of schedule no more, man. Like, get that out of y'all drafts. So like, you we fired saying up with this stuff. You just pouring no, gasoline you, all over this No, we're this keeping stuff. it real. Nah, this man, y'all better get out of here. No, you, you, you just want to get back out on the road and it. rage. <laughs> you just want to you want to put the cake in the oven and you want to go do something else. Hey, y'all and come get out of here, man. Y'all get out of here with this stuff. Yeah, I'm not. We're not there, bro. We're past that. It's time to win. They ain't winning no more, man. This like, team was always this? developing still with the Nucleus 23-24. It's Jason, a, you it, didn't we, the, we are, the luxury was we that it can contend two, while it's trying to do that. Are we That's not, a luxury. Are we not celebrating having two NBA All-Stars on this team? 100%. So why are we talking like this is some right. like, right. G-League team who's like some right. developmental? Because they're 15 and 16 against the West, bro. I understand that. Okay, let's fix. Let's do what we need to do to let's fix, fix it. Bro. Right. Let's get the bums off the end of my roster so we can get right. some dudes that can play. Go hey. get Malik Beasley. Go get Gary Trent Jr. Let's go play basketball. I'll take Malik Beasley all day long. Let's go win the West, man. I'm with you on that. But that's more edge work move. Yeah, we can bump some of these guys to the side for right now. 
Yeah, if if but we, we need no to move, in. we need to move two first round picks on draft day and I, go get two dudes. That can I play. agree, I agree. There's too have, many bums on our roster, man. Like you, too you, many bums that we're like, oh, you got to be patient, bro. Everybody's not gonna be Santi Aldama. Some dudes are just gonna suck. That's true. It's, welcome to the Yo, NBA. Well, that, that yes, the law of averages says that's coming now. I said and you that. Would I probably watched, identified. Them. I watched John Rosen and, and and Chris Vernon talking to to Jake Laravia say he didn't make the varsity basketball team until the senior year of high school. And ain't nobody worried about that but me. Now, you know he's got a faith-based <laughs> Q&A coming up. What, I don't care about that. No, I don't I'm care about his relationship with God. he's aligned with Jake God. Jake is I need you to get a relationship with a basketball. You may get struck down. They rent out. They talk. always are close. <laughs> I'm just warning you. The dude said he didn't he, make the basketball team until he was a senior in high school. That's a Grizzlies draft special. And right nobody there, was right? worried about that but it me. It is. You got to find the dudes that never it's played sorry. until the summer league. Like like this guy I'm done, man. next Shout next out to year. Jaren. Shout you, out to Jaren, you, man. Today you have traded Dylan, Zaire, Conchar, get all of them. Uh, out of here. Roddy, you traded Laravia. Get you all of them out of here. I, I don't Zane think, had a five player package. Get I'll all of them out of here, man. What, there's nothing agrees about any of those players being traded. No, no, not, not individually. I mean, but, or in a package. Man, you want to what? Pack them all up. Meet yeah. me and Wilson there. I got you. Just bring in all y'all another half a team and go back and let's go win a finals. We already established the Conchar era is over. Go get me, go trade Conchar. Listen, go trade Conchar in two seconds. Go get me Cam Reddish. Give me whoever in the first. Is here in the first? Conchar in two seconds. We get Cam Reddish. I'd be with that in the New York second. Not these folks. They think, oh, 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 we we didn't develop that guy. Oh, no. We didn't didn't draft him. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.